loving. We are reading out of the New American Standard Bible. Isaiah 55, verses 8 through 11. Reading from the New American Standard Bible, and it reads as such in our hearing. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my way, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, my thoughts than your thoughts. For as the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return there without watering the earth and making it bare and sprout and furnishing seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so will my word be which go forth from my mouth. It will not return to me empty without accomplishing what I desire, without succeeding in the matter for which I sent it. Glory be to God. Amen. Glory be to God. Turn to somebody and say, increase. increase. Turn to somebody and say, increase. increase. Turn to yourself and say, increase. increase. Look up to the Lord and say, increase me, Lord. Increase me, Lord. Increase me, Lord. Now give God some praise in the house. Father, even now in the mighty name of Jesus, as we have spoken to you to increase. Father, allow your word to give us increase as we listen, as we think about, as we try to expound and preach your word. Do not allow me to say anything that you don't want me to say. And Lord, and that which you want me to say, bring it back to my remembrance. Put it in my spirit. Show me even as I am preaching. Lord, allow there to be a rhema, a living word that was speaking to our spirits. That something will burst open this morning that our faith will catch hold of something this morning. Father, let us have a sense that this is a, a word from you to us and allow us to catch hold of it. Father, even now, in the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. God makes no bones about it that our way is not his way. That from a humanistic standpoint, no matter how we try to figure out how to go, when it's our opinion, our way, or the way of the world, it will not work. <laughs> Watch this. thought I had to tell. I don't know what to deal with it. Oh, well. Watch this. When God has established something, he has established it to bear fruit in some way. It's probably up there. Okay, thank you. 
It, he established it to bear fruit in some way. Let me, let me, this illustration, I've been thinking about this for a long time. Watch this, watch this. One of the ways that you know it's not right for a man to be with a man and a woman to be with a woman because it can't produce. care what you try to do. A woman with a woman and, and a man with a man cannot produce seed. And he established it from the beginning. He said, be fruitful and multiply. He said, what I put together, it will produce somehow. It is how he ordained it. It's how he has established it. It's the way that he has set it in course that, that, that when he puts his finger on something, it's going to become more than the starting point. It's going to produce. It's, it has the potential to be more than what it already is. Oh, man. Oh, man. Well, if that's true, he, he's also talking about us. When he saved us, he did not save us just to get us ready to go to heaven. But he, got, he saved us to start living. And that our lives may produce more than what it was producing before we were saved. God's intent for you and I is that he may get an increase out of our lives and as he is getting an increase out of our life, he's going to increase our life. It's a pattern. It's, it is his way. It's the way he has set things up. I have already explained to you that, 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 that the devil is going to try to stop you from becoming what God has called you. think that walking with Jesus is easy. Because, because if you, the moment you have made up your mind to grow, the devil going to get busy in almost every area of your life. See, some of us used to think that, that when, when you're walking in God's way, everything's going to be easy. That's a lie from the pit of hell. Roll up your sleeves and get ready to fight. Get ready to have a determined mind. You can't, how can I say, you can't be weak back trying to serve Jesus. You got to have a made-up mindset. I'm going all the way anyhow. I, I declare, the moment you get serious about the Lord, the devil going to get serious about you, and trouble is coming Do I have any witnesses in the house? I told them this morning, isn't it funny that the moment you try to increase your prayer life, you get sleepy. Go down on your knees, go to prayer, and, and an hour later you wake up and say, did I pray for an hour? No, you was asleep for it. The moment you start reading the word, all of a sudden, your head is nodding. What, did you know that spiritual battle? 
Did you know that, that he will mess with you? That, that the moment you try to step forward, and, and watch this, many of us take three steps forward, but five steps back. Don't mean to, but that seemed to be the way it is because we wasn't expecting the battle that was before us. This is the way you do it. You got to say, when I make up my mind to do something, I'm going to do it no matter what. I expect to be attacked. Let me tell you, the moment I started this series, the devil increased his attacks on me. There are certain sermons, there are certain series the devil don't want you to hear. And if he's trying to stop me from preaching it, he's trying to stop you from hearing it. Because he's afraid that this sermon, that this message, that this series going to wake something up inside of you. He's afraid that, that there's some seeds laying dormant inside of you. And the word of God has the power to make something go pop. He's afraid that there's going to be some popping in the house to give you the strength to run on to see what the end's going to be. Expect spiritual attack from hearing this word because the word of God has a way of stirring up something on the inside. Nothing else can give you spiritual life but the word of God. There's nothing. Somebody don't hear me. You go to the doctor for your physical health. You may even go to a psychologist for your mental health. But the only where you're going to get strength is coming to church, reading the word, singing his praises, and hearing the word of God and receiving it. Look what he says here in our text. So my thoughts are not your thoughts, my way. Which means that God has a way. Y'all hear that? There is a particular way God wants us to walk. Let me make it more personal. There's a particular way he wants you and I to walk. He has established a plan for you. He wants to bring something up out of you. He got something in you that only he knows is in you that he wants to bring up out of you. Now, notice what happened. That, that when he sets you on your course, everything in this world, the devil and all his imps will get in your way to stop you from getting where God trying to take you. Let me, tell, let me show you something else. Folks would try to stop you because some folks don't want to don't, don't go with you because they want to stay right where. There, there, there's, a, there, there, there's some plants out in the hallway. Matter of fact, there's some plants here. I don't care how much I water that plant, it's not going to grow. You know why that plant's not going to grow? It's artificial. I, I, I can put mud in it. I can put dirt in it. 
I can watch. I can even put Miracle Grow in it, and it will not. There's another plant outside that's been in Miss Abby's office. There's a real plant. She talks to it. She sings to it. She waters it. She even put it next to the door so it can get some preaching. She, she got desperate. Said, Maybe the preach word will make it. And that plant, though it's alive, does not In the church house, there's some folks who know how to talk church, look church, act church, but they're like that plant. They, they, not the one outside these plants. They really don't know the Lord. Did you know that you could be in the house of God and, and say everything everybody else is saying and look cute? Say amen at the right things, but really don't know him? Hold on, but there's some folks who know him. Listen. Pray, read, come to church, maybe even go to Bible study, but for years has been stuck. Stuck. Sometimes stuck is afraid to move forward. Sometimes being stuck means that you're afraid to let go of something of your past. Did you know that the devil will use fear to make you afraid to move forward? I mean, I mean, listen, the word of God will make you change. If you really are real with God and real with yourself, it will make you, it will make you, it will make you be uncomfortable with yourself. Listen, alive, but not growing. God is speaking to all of us. We don't really understand the super, the super dynamic that happens when we are gathered here. And, and, and if you're not careful, you can watch folks try not to pay attention. <laughs> How can I say this? Folks would do everything else not to hear. Because they know that when you hear it, it may make something go But it's awesome when you come in here and you're willing to hear what God would do. People tell me stuff that I said I didn't say. But I understand what is happening. Because what God would do would, would take a spark off of what I have said and start speaking to you in your own personal life. You think it's me preaching it but it's the Holy Spirit dealing with you personally. And you would say, you said this, I said, I didn't say that. Mm -hmm. 
God, God, God has a way that, that God can speak to us as a congregation and at the same time speak to every one of us individually and give you a word for you right now for what you're going through, for what you need, so that you can run out. That ought to be happening. When we walk out of here, we ought to be ready to take on the devil. Y'all don't hear me. You ought to be saying, I got my whole armor on now. Come on, come on. You ought to, you ought, you ought, you ought to say, oh, I, I came in here down, but now I'm lifted up. Why? Because something happens when you are spiritually open to the word of God. Look what he says. Look what he says. Next verse. He says, he says, he says, he says, he says, as the rain, as he says, so are my ways higher than your ways, my thoughts, than your thoughts. He said, as the rain and the snow. What God's saying? He said, I'm the one who sends the rain and the snow. I don't care what the uh, weatherman predicts. Some folks was wondering why I didn't go to church. I'm not counting on the weatherman. I know that God can switch things in a minute. I seen him switch things in a minute. I seen where the radar showed it was coming our way. But all of a sudden, Adam said, it went another way. Don't you know that God controls everything? He said, he said I'm the one that sends the rain and the snow on the ground. He says, he said, it watereth the earth and, and the seeds that are already there. That's what he said. He said, there are some seeds that are in the ground. Let me say, there are some seeds that are in you that God is trying to make go pop. There's some giftings. There's some talents. There's some manifestations of the Holy Spirit. There's some future things that you don't even know is in you and nobody else knows that I, I, the one thing I don't want to do, I don't want to die with, with my giftings not being used. I don't want to die without God. I, listen, see, sometimes, I want to say this right. Sometimes I have a problem with the way we view death. Because a lot of times we view death for the Christian as though it's a bad thing. God understand. When I first became pastor here, for six months straight, there was deaths almost every week. If not one, there was two. Somewhere between the second and third month, I told God I could not take it. I said, if this is it, then I quit because I was entering into the hurts of the family and the weight of it was literally killing me. What God came back and said to me was this, you have the wrong perspective. He said, he said, said, you need to see death from my view. Death is the vehicle that I use to get my children home. They're not home yet. They're not home until they close their eyes on that side and open it on this side. 
And, and notice what I said. What God has for you in heaven that is much better than anything the earth can give you. So we ought to celebrate when a saint has gone home. I know we're going to miss them. So watch this, watch this, now watch this. So our thinking should not be, I'm just glad that I had another day. Well, if you just doing nothing, you have another day, what good is it? The question is this. The Lord gave me another day to complete my purpose. He still has given me another opportunity to get closer to finishing what he has placed in me to finish. And I don't want to die with my work undone. But the moment I finish my work, I don't mind going home to be with Jesus because he's the best thing that ever happened to me. But, but I don't want to go with my work. Do y'all understand where I'm coming from? Which means then, is there anybody, is everybody in the house on the road doing what you're supposed to do on the path He's ordering your steps so that you are doing and becoming what the Lord wants you to be. Because if that's the case, then keep on pushing. Through the heartache, through the start. Keep. No, what's that? No, what's that? He said, he said, for those that are ready to give seed, for those that is in position, he said, I will send my word on you like water and snow on the ground. And sooner or later, my word is going to make something inside of you burst out. Uh, somebody don't hear me. Watch, watch, watch. He said, he said, he said, sooner or later, if you get around the right people, sooner or later, if you're listening to the word intently, sooner or later, if you're chasing not what I got in my hand, but what I got in my heart, sooner or later, dude, no matter what comes at you, I'm going to bring up out of you what I have placed in you. We don't even know what's in the house. We don't know the giftings. We don't know what God has placed in the house. There may be some books in the house. There may be some folks that's going to touch the world in the house. And just, and don't think that I'm just talking to the young folks. Deacon Jefferson proved that at the age of 74, you can go back to school, get your degree, and start a new career to bless somebody. Is there anybody in the house who wished they would have, could have? Wait a minute, there's some things you can't redo, but there's some things as long as you got breath in your body, push on and see what God has for you. Watch this, God said, I make. If we are in right position, can't nobody stop you from becoming what God has called you 
Good be good. I, I, some, some, somebody didn't hear that. Can't nobody, not the devil, not his demons, not your relatives, not your family, I'm going to go there, not your husband, not your wife, not your mama, not your daddy, nobody. You have to make up in your mind you're going to push through. I know it gets hard. I know you feel like crying. I know you feel like throwing in the towel. But isn't it awesome? Because I think that just more than me, there are times I have thrown in the towel. Oh, I already did that, didn't I? I threw it to you, you threw it back. Yes. Okay, we won't do that today. We won't, we won't play that today. But wait a minute. God won't let you. You got something in you. If you in proper position, you may say one thing, and while you're saying why you you won't, you're doing it. When, when, when you say you can't, you're doing it. Won't God make you do it even when you don't want to do it? Won't he make you love your enemies? Won't he make you treat people nice when they treat you bad? Won't he make you bless folks who don't like you? Won't he? Won't he? There's something about knowing Jesus. You can't act like everybody else. Just can't. Just can't do it. You can talk a bad game, but when it comes down to it, it's like a bloom that loses all that. Psalms 37, 23. Our steps are ordered. Our steps are ordered. Say, my steps are ordered. My steps are ordered. That means that God has already pre-planned what he has for you. Just stay the course. Yeah, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Stay the course. Though I walk through the fire and through the river, stay the course. Though trouble on every side, stay the course. Make sure you are where God wants you to be. Make sure that you are where. You know, you know now this is the trouble thing. God won't say nothing to you when you're on course. Sometimes you just need, you just need him to, you know, you just need a miracle. You know, you ain't asking for much. You, you just need him to supernaturally. And, and, and God said, you know, you know watch this, watch this. But, but if you off course, he'll, he'll send you signs. <laughs> you may not know it's him, but he's the one that's trying to get you on course. But when you're on course, God has a way of just being quiet and say, go by what you know of me. Watch this, watch this. Let me, let me see if I can make this clear. 
When you know somebody, they don't always have to communicate to you through their lips. When you are close, bonded with folks, you can look at them and know where they are. Uh, Y'all don't hear me. I mean, I mean, when some folks that you've been through some battles with, you can, you can sit, the Holy Spirit will let you know they're going through and you can feel their burden. Hold on. And that is happening on a, on a brother, sister, brother, brother, sister, sister, Christian relationship. Don't you think that that happens between us and God? And God says, you don't need me to keep on speaking to you. Go off what you already know. I've already said enough to you in, in the past to keep you going on. Now, when you need to hear more direction, I'll give it to you. Until then, keep on going on what I have already told you. When I change direction, I would tell you. Until then, what I've already said is enough to keep you. Stay there. Stay there. Just keep on moving forward. If you get off track, I'll get you back on track. Am I speaking to anybody in the house? Am I helping somebody in the house? Am I helping? Do what you know to do. And as long as you're doing what you know to do, God don't have to say much. But won't he prove it to you? Won't he keep you? Won't he, won't he, won't he make a way out of no way? Won't he give you strength? Won't he do it? Oh, he's good. Right now, he's good. In the midst of, he's good. There's something about Jesus that makes everything all right. Let me, let me go on. Let me go on. Watch this. Watch this. When he falls. Y'all see that? Now, watch this. Watch this. This man is chasing the heart of God. Chasing, chasing. His steps are ordered. And, and it don't say F. It says when. Yes, sir. Now, now watch this. Let's what he said. He said, the fall that you have is different than the fall that the person who don't know the Lord has. Okay. <laughs> hold on, hold on. He said, he will not be hurdled. Hang on. No, hold on. No, he's saying. He said, you may slip, but you won't hit your head. <laughs> he said, I'm going to reach down and catch your hand. You will know that you have fallen, but before your fall is devastating, I'm going to catch you. I just got a question. I just got a question. Maybe it's a silly question, but, but, but help me out with it. Has there anybody in the house that the Lord caught you? You're not here by your own strength. But the truth of the matter is you fell, but the Lord reached down and caught you. 
Matthew, you would have been totally messed up. You would have died, but the Lord reached out and coached you. You saw impending death. You saw disaster. But before you hit, God caught you. Aren't you glad God caught you? He caught you before you hit the ground. Oh, 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 he's good. Oh, he's good. Wouldn't be here today if he hadn't caught me. Would have lost my mind if he hadn't caught me. Would have messed it all up if he hadn't caught me. But before I hit the ground, my God, my Savior, reached out and Lord, listen, because it is the Lord that holds your hand. It's not you holding him, but it's him holding you. It is like that little kid of two and three years old and you're walking on the sidewalk or you're crossing the street and you know that if they could get their hands out of your hands, they will run right in the traffic. So you don't depend on them to hold in your hand. You know what you do? You grab their hand. And you remember when they were small enough that you could pick them up, <laughs> snatch them by the hair? Sometimes you have to, come on now. Guess what God does to us? Come on now. I'm so glad our God is big enough to pick you up by your hair. Wait till your feet is dangling. Walk you on the right track, set you back down, and then if you have to do it again, he'll just do it again. Is there anybody that the Lord got you doing like this? Is there anybody other than me? You don't believe me? Look at the scripture. Jeremiah 29. He says, he says, I, I, I know the plans that I have for you. The funny thing is God does not have to say this in the time of revival, does not have to say this up on the mountain. He reminds the children of Israel when they are in bondage. They are in captivity in in, in Babylon. And they think that the Lord has forgotten them. And the Lord sends Jeremiah to tell them, regardless of how much you've been through, regardless of what it feels like and looks like, I want you to know my heart concerning you. I still got plans for you. I I, I know 
You're going through a whole lot right now. I know the devil's trying to, trying to make you think that, that, that I'm, I, I have set you aside. But I, I just came to let you know I still got plans for you. Listen, listen, watch, watch this. If you don't watch it, your trouble will make you doubt God's plans. If you don't keep encouraging yourself, y'all don't hear me. Encouraging yourself. Sometimes you can't wait to somebody encourage you. You may not make it till next Sunday. You may lose your mind between now and then. You better know how to. You better know how to get a praise up by yourself. You, you better know how to sing a song by yourself. You better have some hallelujahs down on the inside. You better have some thank you, Jesus, somewhere deep inside. You better be able that when your head goes down, to be able to lift your hands up and say, I trust you, I praise you, I worship you, Lord. Maybe you haven't been there, but depression would drown you if you let it. You can't keep your head down. Lift your head up and the king of glory will come in. Oh, oh, haven't seen nothing. But as soon as you lift up your head to the hills, but with cometh your help, something on the inside, something on the inside. God said, I have plans for welfare, not calamity. He says, he says, he says, I have come to give you a future hope, a expectation beyond where you are. Don't let your present circumstance to determine who you are. Hold on, wait a minute. Let me, let, me, let, me, let me step into this. Let me step in. Don't let your present circumstance determine how high you praise God. Don't let your present circumstance determine how you trust him. You see, your ability to rise above what you're going through is in your praise. Your ability to rise above what you're going through is in your... Watch, watch, watch this. Watch this, watch this. Watch this. God will cause you to minister to others when you need somebody to minister to you. <laughs> Here you are on empty and folks coming to you. And you think it to yourself that I don't have nothing to give to nobody. 
So why are you sending these folks to me, Lord? And then they getting blessed through me, and I'm still in my predicament. But I tell you what, keep on letting God use you. Keep on blessing other folks when you're down and out. Because sooner or later, your blessing going to come. <laughs> going to come. He says, he says, he says, he says, then you will call on me and come and pray to me, and I will listen. When you seek me and find me, when you search for, listen, God is always trying to get to our, our hearts. See, we are not like bananas. We're like onions. Okay, I know somebody's asking a question. Now, Reverend, you got that spray, that difference between an uh, onion and a banana. Well, banana got one layer. An onion, you got to keep on peeling the layers. Wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. What's the, what's the, what's the, the bigger the onion, the more the layers. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. To get to the core of the onion, you have to keep on peeling. See, we are complex as human beings. We have layer after layer. I'm being for real, Lord. After layer, I mean it from my heart. After layer, I'm for real this time. After layer, I will never do it again. After layer. I, I, I'm going to trust you at the land. This is the last time I'm coming to land. At the land. Do, do I need to go any farther? Do, do, I need, do, do I need to step into this? Do y'all got it? Because if y'all don't, I can go deep. I can take this. I can, I can. You know the promise that you made and you haven't kept for the tenth time? You know how you say you never was going to do it again for the 20th time? Sometimes, you know, when we say, Lord, I will never let you down. And you know, we be lying. Y'all said y'all want me to take it deeper. Y'all said it. Y'all blaming y'all. Because <laughs> the truth, <laughs> the truth of the matter is, we have let the Lord down. But guess what? He knew when we said it. We thought we was at the core. <laughs> we believed it. We wasn't playing, but we was at that layer. We, we, thought, we thought we meant it because the heart is so deceitful. Who can know it but? And the Lord said, uh-huh, and he peels another layer. Okay, I'm ready to come out of fire, uh-huh. And he peels another layer. Have you ever said, okay, Lord, I know this must be the end of my trial. I've been through so much. I'm reading somebody's email. <laughs> Lord, don't you think it's about time to take me out? You know what? 
If God takes us out before time, we will never learn the lesson that was meant. And then we have to go through that same test all over again. That's what he's saying. He says, I'm getting to your heart because that's the heart of the matter. Because when I have your heart, I got you. When I have peeled away everything, you won't fuss with me no more. You won't say, not today, Lord. But when I put my finger on that area that you don't want me to put my finger on, you would say, yes, Lord. Because when I have your heart, I got all of you. I don't care how much religion, I don't care how much we come here and shout and, and run and do backflips. I don't care how much we serve until God has our heart over and over and over again. He can't take us any deeper or any higher and our increase is going to be hurt. It's a heart thing. David was called a man after God's own heart because he chased God's heart above everything 